When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog yeah. Okay, who wants a rewind? It's time for the Wolf and Our podcast Up in your fucking grill You know how we do um, The Glee boys are back, yo uh, Hello, Tom How you doing? Big shout out, by the way um, It hasn't gone unnoticed that you were repping the King Gary uh, crew neck. Do you know what? So I am. Um, uh, so you gave this to every cast member, didn't you? This King Gary and every crew member, everyone. and every crew member. Sorry, yeah. So yeah. so not just the big people, the unimportant yeah. as well. So yeah. everyone got one of those. Um, it's a very nice touch. I really yeah. like it. You like it? Thank you. I really like it. Yeah, it looks good on you as well. Thanks. Thank you. Nice boy. Um, anyway, how are you? I feel like I haven't really spoken to you because you've been. You've been away, haven't you? I've been away, Jim. I've been away. Yeah. I had like... You had your birthday. Happy a little birthday. birthday. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for your lovely messages. No. Um, uh, <laughs> I had uh, yeah, a little few days away with the wife, chill-bladed. Went to a, um, what you call it, it's like a members... members yeah, a place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean that, I don't mean that in a... You yeah, no, no, but it, yeah, that, so it, that, the truth of the matter is it's, it was very media... Right, but this is my thing. So when you get there, right, yeah. you get a cabin and they give you a couple of bites because it's quite a big bit of land. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, it's like it's like basically the best way to describe it is it's like centre parks for people who think centre parks is too cheap. Uh, that's what, that's what I think it's like. cheaper than centre parks actually. No, it's, don't talk shit. Right, it's not as expensive as you think if you're a member. Okay. If you're a member. <laughs> Right, but the truth is, right, so you get given these bikes, mm. and I'm we're darting around, me and the missus are really having a good time, uh, like riding around the place. Is it uh, like the middle section of like a rom com where, yeah, 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 very like much interweaving, and it's like a sort of upbeat kind well, of actually, no, we were racing a lot more. And she I'm sort of thinking about, I'm trying to think what films they have that in. I think they might have in something about Mary. Yeah. I remember wedi- wedding crashes, they went on a bike ride, didn't they? Sort of, yeah, I think, it, I think a bike was sort of like shows ro- romance. But yeah. we were having races quite a lot of the time. And right, Catherine okay. actually is a bit of a, like, she's very competitive, my wife. So she'd mm. take a lead and then literally, I'd try and go over, a, like, left or a right. I'd try and get round her. She'd weave over to that side. <laughs> like, literally to the point where she nearly sort of, like, we both nearly crashed. It was quite full on, actually. But this is my point I was getting to. People fucking steal your bikes when you're there. Me and you both grow up on, uh, in the way, right? So you constantly, as soon as you got a bike as a kid, you were told, be careful because some little shit's yeah. going to nick this. Well, right? I, had, I had two or three bikes nicked when I was Yeah, there. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the point I didn't even want a bike anymore because I didn't yeah, want to Yeah, that's, that's exactly... I just thought, this is too much now. I, I can't yeah. go through the anxiety of it being nicked. So yeah, and also, I sort of knew that, number one, I was bigger than the other kids my age, so it would, a bigger kid would see my bike and it would fit a bigger kid and he'd just take it. And sometimes you know, he'd you, take it. Do you know the worst one is? You know, because people think, a lot of bike thefts are somebody nicks your bike, you never see the guy again. I, we had bike thefts where you knew who it was. Mate, you just couldn't we, do you couldn't do anything about it. The, the guy would do it in front of you. Just go give no, me, we'll give me a fuck. Go, can I have a look at your bike, yeah? And you're like, <laughs> can't you see it from here kind of thing? And, they go, and then they just sit on it and next yeah. thing uh, they'd just be riding off in it. And literally for then for like two years after that, like you just see them on your bike. And you just yeah. 
And you and you wouldn't ever say anything that that moment where somebody you know because uh, <laughs> every say to me, me and you are such pussies. Just to be telling you, hey, get on with that bike, all right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to? Get you, a bit I, I, I've got you some. I've got you like another reflector or whatever. It'd be nicer <laughs> on it. Um, do you know that thing though? When like they get on the bike and there's part of you that thinks maybe this guy's gonna because it does happen on occasion. They just sit on it just to shit fuck with you, and then they yeah. go, here you go, mate. So that moment where you go, oh. I'm never getting this bike back again. It's, it's such, as a kid, it's such a, it's disgusting. And also then they just know they can take anything they want from you. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they see you. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I was, my mind casts back. Do you know, remember when there was the riots, right? The the London riots. The London riots, right. And, um, I thought you might be referring to the 1993 Rodney King riots in. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't around for that. <laughs> yeah, I was bowling around on my bike during that. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, I saw you on a grifter, just sort of. <laughs> my dreams I had a grifter, but. <laughs> Um, but uh, during those riots, um, I was living in Bermondsey at the time, mm. and uh, we got told about a guy who was walking home, and a group of lads um, like mugged him for his phone and his wallet, but then made him take off all of his clothes as well, including oh his God. underpants, and he oh had to walk God. home like that. That is that's that was the that was the worst thing that I was worried about during the riots. Oh mate, that would be the. I don't know how you come back from that, right? Well, you get dressed. I think step one. No, they're taking all your clothes. No, I mean, when you get home, I mean, you know. Just yeah, but I mean, imagine you've got like a mile and a half walk and you're completely naked and you haven't got a phone. Taken it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because like that, that, that's, that, that, that's quite a funny scene in a comedy, isn't it? But in reality, it's one of the bleakest, most horrifying things that could ever happen. Yeah, yeah. Just somebody running home naked. And also, you're knowing in yourself that that is not a physically fit and cool guy. They're not, they've, they've, picked, on, they've picked on sort of like the surf of civilization. They've not gone up to a geezer. Like who's fucking stacked and gone right? Take your clothes off. They've gone to a bloke who they know this is going to fucking have like you know long term effects on. I mean, like you know, then they just they're sort of watching you go away with no clothes. Just sort of go on there, mate. Yeah. If you trot, yeah, because oh. you know the biggest thing they're taking there is your dignity. Yeah, I always wanted to find that person and just sort of buy him a pint and just sit and chat with him and tell him everything's going to be okay, even though I know it's not. That's one of the most patronising things I think you've ever. Seen. Can you? <laughs> What? That was a nice thing. Some, somebody has a horrifying experience, and when you step in, do you know what, mate? I know you. I know that's one of the worst things that could happen. But things are looking up for you because uh, Big Tom D's decided to have a beer with you. So. No, but I mean, if anyone knows this person, get in touch, please. I want to know if he's all right. So, yeah, we, we actually, the truth is, we will take him for a beer. We will take, definitely take. How, it how would we? How would we verify? How would we verify that that's the? the I person? think you'd know. I, I don't think anyone would own up to them if it's it's not them. I think that would be a sad indictment. Okay, 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 okay. If you were a, if the West Ham first eleven putting yeah. out a thing going, they're looking for a guy that got his clothes nicked off him uh, because they want to take him out for a meal and like it's spend some time, like hang out with the team and stuff like. You are telling me you wouldn't lie about that being you? I can't I'm not, but by the way, I'm not putting us on a par with hanging out with West Ham. I'm just saying, as an example. I can't, I can't tell you I wouldn't. Like, it, it, my place I am in life at the moment, I don't think I'd do that. If I was, you know, back in the day, I think I'd mm. probably try and Of course you fucking would. Of course you, know. you fucking would. I mean, like, look, so my dream is that this guy's okay. He's, he's doing well. I said you love. I said you vitality. Mm. So, sort of went, it sort of, he sort of went, I thought you might say vibes. And then for a second, it felt like you might say Viagra. And you finally settled, <laughs> finally settled on vitality. <laughs> I got to tell you something, right? This is just yeah. sort of. Uh, I went out last night. Yeah, uh, I, can, I saw the picture on Instagram. Yeah, I've deleted that since because I was drunk when I posted that, and I thought, why am I posting a picture of me out? It's just mental. Anyway, it's one of those ones where, like, You're I, not I even really doing everything zany. I know. You're I, just I really on the bench. I really um enjoyed the night out. So then I had a few, dr- so then like I was a bit like hammered and then I had that kind of like, you know, that warm feeling of like, isn't it good to see your mates? And then I posted it on Instagram and then this morning I woke up and I looked at it and what the fucking hell am I doing? I just deleted it straight away. Anyway, that's not I thought it was I- a really sweet picture of you with, with people that you cared about and I think you shouldn't be ashamed of that. I think it's a peek behind the curtain into the guy that we love. Sure. Um, one of the things that sort of slightly irritated me and, and I've got to be honest, I don't, I don't know if your friends do this. I, I am getting fed up with my mates telling them about people they love in comedy that aren't me. It's, it's, it's yeah. just, it just dominates the conversation. Now, you came up quite a lot, Tom, and, I, and I'm going to give you a direct quote from what somebody said to me. So one of my mates has been listening to The Wolf for now, 
And he said to me, there's one bit during the podcast where Tom goes to you. He goes, first of all, he goes to me, fucking hell, Tom Davis. This is, this is like opens it. goes, fucking hell, Tom Davis. I go, what? And he goes, how fucking funny is he? Like, it's just, in, like, it's just fuck, so naturally funny, isn't it? And I go, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, uh, honestly, but I don't know how you do, how, like, how are you on a podcast with him? Like, just like, you're not just cracking up the whole time. I said, yeah, 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 no, it's fine. At this point, I'll be honest with you, Tom, I was enjoying it. A good mate of mine's getting a sort of a big up. I like it. And then he goes to me, there's one bit, oh, genuinely he said this to me, right? There's one bit where Tom goes to you, he goes, Rom, you're like one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. And I felt like saying, no, Tom, you're one of the funniest blokes Rom's ever met. And I thought, why are you telling me this? Wow. Jeez. That is just... that's very sweet of your friend to say. Oh, my. I mean, no, I'm... hold on. Before you... The point of the story, Tom, was about him, about my, I don't give a fuck about you. Yes, that's very nice for you. So why do I have to listen to that? Yeah but, yeah, but let me just throw this into the mix, right? Go on. Every fucking Saturday, my mum calls me and goes, have you read Romish's uh, thing in The Guardian? And I was like, yeah, he's fucking, he posts it on Twitter and he posts it on Instagram. Of course, he posts it on all of his socials. He, okay. he goes nearly okay. as far okay. as Whoa, 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 right? whoa, whoa. <laughs> my mum will then read the whole thing to me on the phone, right? She reads it out to me. Just in case that I haven't read it or seen it, one of my best mates, I'm like, it's always very funny. Yeah, yeah it's great. great. That's great. So you say about the time, my dad once in front of me turned around and said, oh, funniest bloke in England at the moment, without a doubt, is Romesh. He's so, so funny. He's one of your own. He's like, that's what I love about him the most. He's one of your own. I was like, well, one of your actual own is standing next to you. And then he said, yeah, the thing I love about him is he doesn't try too hard. I was like, what the fuck? It's it's a hindrance that you have, right? Because at a time before we did what we do now, where like we open ourselves up, and it's probably for me and you, I was in my group of friends, right? That was what my place was. I was the funny one who used humour to sort of like cover up all of my anxieties and all of my Mm. problems in life, right? Mm. And I'm knowing you, I know you're probably the same, right? And, And then now... We do that, but we do that on a bigger scale. But also what happens is, you know, the amount of friends like, you know, when, who, who sit and watch your shows, you'll text me and go, you know, he's just smashing it. He's so, so funny. Like, you know, it's like, I've had people go, it's so good that he's taking you under his wing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so that's just, that's the sort of, yeah, I, literally, I, it's taken, I think, quite a long time for people not to call me your sidekick. <laughs> I mean, like... It's mad, though, isn't it? I don't, what do you reckon that is? Because, like, obviously, you don't expect your friends to be bigging you up the whole time because, you know, no. that's not what life's about. Also, but I, I think I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing where your mates, because they've known you from before you did comedy, they just can't see... They can't see you in that way. So, like, anybody that I work with, like we say when I do the show with Beckett, just constantly, just fucking Rob Beckett. Like, how do you even manage to be on... Like, how do you manage to be in the same thing as him when he's being so funny. It's like, it must be so difficult. I just think your mates can't, I don't know. I, I, I think as well, like, I don't think I've changed greatly as, as how I was before. And I, I don't think, you know, the way I am with people, I don't think, and I know that to be true of you. So I think there's certain people who do our job, who I can tell you now, who, who I look at and go, oh, fucking hell, well, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, you've literally fucking larruped the fucking Kool-Aid. You've fucking absolutely lashed the fuck out of it. And then that probably creates a different thing of like who you are within your group of friends. I think with me and you, it's just like, and I think the same is a, the same, I'd say the same with Beckett. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's still pals with the guys that he, you know, and I think yeah. that that's indicative of them. People don't really see that you've, that you have changed or that you sort of, it's weird as well, the stuff that people pick up and go, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're doing that thing now. Oh, you've made it. <laughs> Of everything I've done, I'm really, really proud of and stuff that I've written, I've created and everything. When I played in soccer, it was like, I blokes I hadn't heard of since from school, like, it was like, fucking hell, now he's done it, he smashed it. And I was like, well, that's yeah. very successful. And loads of them going, how are you playing in that? How are you getting in that? How are yeah. you standing toe-to-toe with Oli Murs? It's yeah. like... That's weird, isn't it? Because like, y- y- you sort of have these things that you think are big because we love comedy and we work, you know, we've always aspired to do comedy. But actually, my mates—they're not big comedy. F- I like they watch comedy, but they're not comedy fans. Do you know what I mean? So they don't really give a shit if you do mock the week or even no. live at the Apollo or anything like that, because they just think well, it's a fucking comedy show they don't really watch. As soon as you do something, you know, if I like my mates, would be more excited about me 
doing fucking celebrity bake off than there would be a series of the Ranga Nation. That's <laughs> g- g- genuinely. It's insane. No, right? that, that's that, it's mad. It's mad. So I guess what I'm saying, you know, this is more for my friends, really. Can you stop telling me about how great you think, Tom? Guys, if you want to, honestly, th- these kind words always go a long way. So, what you could do is just email to the uh, podcast um, wolfourpod at gmail dot com and just say, you know, just say some kind words um, and do it for both of us because sometimes, uh, yeah, you need to hear nice things within the galaxy. So. Yeah, but we don't we don't actually want any of that. Can I just sort of we don't need, we don't want you to email that in. Because we won't, because we already don't read out bits at the beginning of emails where they're being nice about us. So why the fuck we'd want an entire email of that? Are people still have people stopped emailing in the pictures now? Thankfully, yes. And do not. I know. Okay, can I can I just I'm say? I'm not going to do it now. I'm not no, gonna... yeah, no, because it's one of your favourite. It's every time, even as you started to ask the question there, your little fucking face lit up because it's one of your favourite. Th- it's like your new favourite thing is to ask for pictures to be sent into the podcast. I don't know why it tickles you so much. I don't know why it does. <laughs> it just brings me so much joy. Just the, it made me more, more joy. Now when poor um, Lisa's got to sit through them, it doesn't really. But when you the thought of you having to go through like opening emails, it's a fucking picture. Really just really tickled my chops. Have you been out to the pub since we've yeah. been allowed to? Yeah. Now uh, so I so when I so when I went out last night, we went to a lovely pub. Shout out the Parsons Pig on the Balkan Road. Anyway, we were sat in this like marquee area. Everyone sat there having their meal. They do a nice curry there. It was so fucking cold. Yeah. It was rain lashing in. And like, I had a nice time seeing the guys, but it's I, it, a, a couple of moments during the night. I thought, this is really desperate, this. But by all of us, I, and I don't just mean me and my friends. I mean everybody gathered there. This kind of movement, this desperation to move back to normality, meaning that you're willing to sit essentially in a car park <laughs> with a with a with a tent over the top of you, trying to pull a good time out of your ass. It's, it's I, you it's know pretty, what? I disagree, buddy. I disagree, and I don't want to be harsh on you here, but I, I think it's one of the greatest things about the way we are as people. I think that you know. I sat in a freezing cold uh, pub garden the other day and I looked around at my brothers and sisters, my kin that were there, not my actual brothers and sisters, I mean, people who are in the pub with me. <laughs> um, and I looked and I thought, wow, we're all in this together. You know, everyone's just been looking forward to that sweet, sweet draft pint. You know, a little bit of pub food, just to looking over at another table and nodding and just knowing they're having a good time. And, uh, you know, as cold as the, the, the night sky brought, I had a warmth in my heart that, that couldn't be replaced. Okay. That was how I felt, boy. Yeah, okay. I mean, I had, a, I, I did enjoy it. All you I'm saying. You enjoyed it loads. Look at, I can see how much you enjoyed it. You're sitting there. By the way, I noticed you have a very flash bottle of water with you. It's just not a big old pint glass. <laughs> You're just sitting there. <laughs> the big glass bottle of water. What is that? That, that fucking. It's a Sal Pellegrini or whatever it's called. A bit of Pellegrino, mate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, what, are you talking, what are you talking about? You just fucking spent a week at a fucking member's fucking farmhouse. Mate. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. So going back to that, by the way, loads of people were stealing my bike. I had to go like a fucking nerdy kid and turn around to the people who run the place and say, "Look, someone's been stealing my bike." All the time. Oh my god, you didn't grasp. You 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 became a snitch. <laughs> it wasn't a snitch. Someone has stolen my bike three times in a row. What the same Even, person? This is you know this is one of the saddest things I've ever done in my life, and I'm Don't. really regretting saying this because I know that it's going to be something that you can thrive on. I'm um, not, look, look, but we care. I'm not like you. I don't thrive on your misery. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll see. What I happens. actually try. I, I try and I try and big you up. Well, yeah. You're, you're the little. You're the little. You're the little fucking misery leech. <laughs> feeds away. <laughs> misery leech. Right. So I have my bike stolen two times. Right. Mm. And I'm in pieces because I had the saddle just the way I wanted. Uh, right. And also, so you get a label with your name and you put your name on a little brand label. And you, you so it is actually labelled. Yeah, it's labelled. It's got like Tom, cabin, whatever. Right? Well, I understand what our label works. <laughs> so I... I full name like, full name, or just after I've said all just, that, I need, first, I need clarification. Just first name, just first name. Um, Tom. Yeah. So, yeah. A, so your bike, it's got a little brown label on it saying Tom. Tom like and in my like, cabin. Like it's a nine-year-old Zanarak. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. And then after my bike got stolen for the second time, 
um, I uh, I wrote on it, please do not take on the label. Oh my God. Please tell me you didn't do that. I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if, 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 what, 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 how do you think... How do you think that is going to affect anybody's decision-making process? Well, I just if somebody goes, like, if, so, if somebody's inclined to take a bike and they go over there, do you think, oh, hold on a minute. This is please do not take. <laughs> no, but I just thought it would like, go out to their righteous souls. Please and they, do not take. They'd look at it and go, you know what, actually, mate, like, this guy looks like he really likes his bike. Okay, so what happened? Did somebody still take it? Someone still took it, yeah. So what did you do? No, it's fucking in the end. I just said, I'm probably not, just not destined to have a bike and I just walked everywhere. Okay, so it doesn't feel like that big a tragedy. Well, it was because I had to walk and my wife was riding around on the bike in the time of her life. Oh my God, so she carried on riding while well, you were yeah, walking? Time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like you've got bigger issues there than the bike's getting nicked. Yeah, and so, also, so did you, did you, did you tell the you staff You know, the worst thing is, it was the hardest thing was to get a bike with a basket in the front. And that, <laughs> that was what I was really cutting about. What did you put in the basket? Just bits like keys. Like and, what? Key, keys and a bottle of water and stuff. <laughs> 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 swimming trunks. <laughs> but there's nowhere. <laughs> I've always dreamt of having a basket on a bike, but like, there's no way when I was growing up you could have done that. Do you know what I mean? No, you get the shit so, kicked out Yeah. You know, and so even what you did some... was, so, so what you did was, I might believe that what happened was, is you always dreamed of having a basket on your bike because of where you grew up and the, the sort of. The, the 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 issues that you were dealing with in your in your childhood what you decided is you decided to embark on a, a career in comedy or some sort of media so that you get to yourself to a point where you were flush enough to go to the sort of members type places where you wouldn't get beaten up for having a bike with a basket on it is that is that your sort of long game yeah but i honestly that was the thing that i i, I yeah i always just dreamed of and why i don't know i just think it was some of my happiest times of the last you know few months which has been on that bike you know on the open road just with mm. a bunch of treats and snacks so uh so do you do you actually go and speak to a member of staff mm-hmm. are you drinking a protein drink yeah well hydrate Shit isn't that the one that is that the one that jamie's um because i'm sure jamie's done an advert for them hasn't he yeah he has yeah so, uh, what, has he signed has you signed have you signed up now as well no no no, no I've, I've not done an advert but it's so delicious and it's got uh, collagen protein 20 collagen trillion. yeah collagen protein in it what's going on have they asked you to mention it on the podcast no 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 no. I'm just drinking it and just hoping that one day they'll get in touch and send me some no drugs. because no, no 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 because I'm a bit suspicious about this no, normally you wouldn't give a shit about what water I'm drinking this is this is quite classic Tom Davis behaviour so he starts talking about something that he wants you to talk about with him so just so you know people listening this is something that's now suddenly occurred to me. He has taken so many fucking sips, right? <laughs> More than any normal human would need in the course of his podcast. Bring him on recording for 25 minutes. I reckon he's gone to that bottle. Oh, shit, shit. I don't think I've put on record. Oh, please tell me you're joking. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Does it record on the screen? <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, can you start recording now? Is only good you said it then. Oh, my God. It's because we're out of fucking hoop. We haven't done one for a while. What do you mean we're out of hoop? We fucking did one last week, you silly (laughs) (laughs) Will it have recorded from the bit bit before? Yeah, yeah. The sound quality might be a little bit shit, I don't know. That's all right, don't worry about that. That's fine. Oh, so now we're we're on. Now we're recording. So now Tom's finally recording. What is it you fucking do on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I send you the fucking email for the Zoom meeting. Lisa does the emails. And you can't even fucking record your own voice for it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Anyway, what were we talking about? Bite with uh, a basket on it. Yeah, but <laughs> No, we're talking, you're talking about my, uh, where I drank. Oh, your person. drink. Sorry, your drink. Yeah. So he's drinking it again. Just be honest with me, and I'm not going to judge you for it. Is there is there something going on? No, you, no, no, I swear. Have they I, but asked I, you I am I'm sort of flirting with them at the moment because what I really like this stuff and I'm paying quite a lot for it. I have quite a lot of it in my fridge and it really is good. I'll tell you what, when you are training, it really, really pushes you for that extra like burst of sort of like strength or power. I actually think you'd be yeah, great with it to give you sort of like when you're on your Peloton and you just like you're sweating and you're just like you need the extra push, you're like ah 
I just find it incredible when like sort of regular people sort of buy drinks like that. This is the, this is where you're closing your mind. When you're training, you've got to train like you aren't a regular person. Okay. You've got to train like okay. a beast. But what I'm saying is, is I have not reached the level of exertion or sort of pushing my body where the type of water I drink is going to make the percentage difference that I need in terms of what I'm doing. But that, I think that's where you're closing your mind to it. So what do you have when you're in the gym? Water. Yeah. You need something that's got... No. What, you know, famous, famously, water is... You know, you're right. You're right. No, but what's you're absolutely happening? right. I mean, what an absolute fucking mug I am drinking water. No, but... I've fallen for, no, you're right. I've fallen for the hype. The big no, fucking... Yeah, but you The big fucking water conspiracy. I'm one yeah, of these look. twats that thinks hydration's the way forward. But go on, you tell look, me why this thing, where they, look, this thing of yours is mainly water. Go on, you're conscious because you are, this is what you do, and you are you know that you are, um, are not the expert on a scenario. What you do is yeah. you get and all I, fiery. No, no, not, only, not only am I not an expert, I'm also not talking to an expert. So it's a double one. <laughs> no, but I know that you're sort of like throwing about like your big Romy, Romy big dick, right? <laughs> The truth of the matter is, yes, water is good. And by all means, carry on with your water drinking. It's very good to be hydrated. But when you're sweating and stuff, your body will be losing a certain amount of, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like um, salts. Electrolytes. Basically. Yeah, electrolytes, yeah. yeah. So this stuff, well, hydrate, is stacked full of uh, electrolytes. N- now I, okay, so. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have they paid you to do this? Because you just used the word stacked. No, they haven't paid me. No, have you? No, have I you spoken? They pay me. No, no, no. Have I'm you spoken to directly to the people at Wow Hydrate? No, no, I haven't. No. Are you trying to? Is this a part of the thing of you trying to get Wow Hydrate to sponsor? Us? Yeah, I'm trying to get Wow Hydrate to send me a new some Wow Hydrates, and then look, I'd love you to have a Wow Hydrate in your life. It would just make me happy. Uh, all right, fine. Actually, while right. we're talking about, because actually, you know what? This is what I want people to know. You know, on this podcast, we we are all talk earnestly and we'll talk honestly. And you know, we're hydrate. Big shout out! You're amazing. A company that aren't amazing and actually are snakish and disgusting is Fabletics. Um, okay, before you carry on, I hadn't heard of Fabletics until I was on the set of King Gary uh, for a scene that, for reasons that are beyond me, was decided to be filmed in possibly the coldest fucking location in the whole of the United Kingdom, right? And during that, you did like a fucking 20-minute monologue about Fabletics, how great their trousers are, how you can use them in any circumstance. I actually looked up Fabletics after, because you were so impassioned. And I actually I actually quite look up to you sartorially. I think, you're, I think you present yourself very, very well, actually. I always... I always think one of the things I admire the most about you is you always look freshly dipped. So, Thank you. Wow. so when you started talking about Fabletics, I, I did look it up. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't see anything I particularly liked on there. But but anyway, that's that's just to give the listeners a bit of context. All so right? I'm so thankful that you didn't fall for the hype and you didn't because like, at the time, let me just quickly say, I was Kevin Hart had uh, has got a line out with uh, Fabletics, right? I love Kevin Hart. I was like, wow, he looks. He always looks freshly dripped, as we say. He looks cool, man. He's a cool guy. So I look into Fabletics. I buy myself the, uh, the idea. The idea that you that you yeah would look at something that Kevin Hart is just just think about that. You are looking at something that looks good on Kevin Hart, <laughs> the, the, the shortest man in entertainment, possibly. And yeah. you are thinking. That's the guy I'm going to go to for... Mate, I just look at him. And look, he's not my first go-to, go-to guy, but I do look at him and think he always looks cool and he always looks slickly put together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So Fabletics, they have these amazing sales where you can get trousers for like 15 quid, but they're good trousers or shorts for like <laughs> eight pounds. And you're like, fucking hell. And he, so, but what? It's, it's what? the most fucking... Tenuous use of the word amazing that I've ever heard. They do these amazing sales where you can get this is exact almost exactly what you said. They do these amazing sales where you can get trousers for fifteen pounds, but they're good trousers. Right. Okay. Okay, go on. So they do these trousers and these shorts. Because this is quite a big political thing that I'm doing here, right? Okay, fine, fine. So you 
then basically look at it and go, fucking hell, you can get some nice, sweet, sweet stuff. So when you first join up, you yeah. get like a 50% discount code. But then you have to sign up. And every month, they take what they call is a member's fee, which is a £50 token. Like they take £50, basically, of direct debit out of your account. What it means is like, you go, oh, that's cool, £50. I can basically, like in a couple of months, I can shop at the big sale and I can get some fucking great sportswear. Yeah. Well, it doesn't tell you. Or it might tell you in a small print, but I'm like, everyone else don't read the small print is that you can't fucking, basically, if you're a VIP member, you can't enter the sale, so you can't use your credits to buy sale items. You have to buy them at full price, which is like £70 for a fucking pair of trousers. <laughs> Everyone else who's not a VIP member is getting for £15. How often do you pay £50 a year? Once a no, year? no, no, once a month. You pay £50 of <laughs> athletics once and a month. And you can only cancel it on one day of the month. Hold on, 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 hold on. What do you get for £50? You're a member, but... <laughs> no, no, I know that. I know, I know that. But what do you get for your membership? Nothing. Nish, Nitto. You basically... So why it, So why did you do it? Why did you do I it? Because I thought, oh, this would be great because then I can spend it in like, like on the big sales like when they come around. It, like every four months they do like a sale that's like 50% off or so even more. It, so, uh, so, so, so for £50, you get £50 worth of credit, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So you get £50 and you've got £50 to spend. Yeah. And this credit that you've amassed... Yeah. Because for some fucking reason, you've decided to subscribe to a fucking mid-range clothing company. You you cannot spend that money on sale items. No, no, you, the sale isn't applicable to you. So, like when the sale comes around, you're like you basically can see like you get emails going. There's an amazing sale. Like we can get these amazing trousers for like twelve pounds, fifteen pounds, and you can't fucking get them. You still have to pay like full price for them. Why do you have to pay full price for them? Because you're a fucking dickhead who subscribed no, to it. No, but you don't know, do you? Because can't you just pay on a different account? Yeah, no, but then no, but then all my I'm paying fifty pounds into the fucking long for, and it's like a long con from back in the days of the craze. I'm paying okay. fifty but pounds. A, a in. long con, a long cons very rarely have an initial deal that sounds fucking shit in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my worry is. Right. I can't believe how long have you been paying this for? Probably about six months, seven months. <laughs> now I'm looking for stuff. You've on been there. you've been paying Fabletics fifty pounds a month for the last six months. Yeah, and you know what the worst thing is? Now I'm looking at there and there's like I'm not paying fifty pounds for a pair of trousers that I know I can get for fourteen pounds. So I messaged what, what them is, last night and they were like, yeah, I want to cancel a subscription and get these month this money back because I think it's scandalous. And they were like, yeah. Oh, you can only cancel um your subscription on the 30th day of uh, your subscription, like, you know, whenever that may fall. And also, you can't cancel your subscription until you've used all of your uh, your tokens. Oh, my God. So you got 300 quid worth of tokens? Yeah, no, yeah. But I, I, okay, can I? Okay, so, so first of all, what I would say is I, I, I can't, I, I don't understand why you joined Fabletics, but that's fine. Right. I, and do you know you're, what? You're an individual. Yeah, but my biggest worry is not all of the people I talk to are as intelligent and as sort of stingy as you are right? stingy well no I, know I, I, I wouldn't say i wouldn't say not wanting to become a members club part of a members club for a clothing company that i once bought some trousers for i wouldn't say that's stingy <laughs> you know what i, I mean just, I just, frugal. I just frugal i'm not being frugal it's 50 pounds a month that's more than most people's fucking gym membership <laughs> and you're paying it you're paying it to get yourself 50 pounds worth of fucking vouchers for a thing that you could just use the fucking money for in the first place. It's mental. And then when I say to you, what are the, what are the benefits? There are no benefits. No, if anything, it just it's, means... it's worse being a member. Because now I've fuck? got... I've How, got what, what, so, but what made you think... Why didn't you think, I've got 50 quid this month to spend on Fabletic stuff. Why don't you just think, I'm going to keep that, and then if I see something, I'll, I'll just buy it. That's how shops work. Yeah, but I'm I'm easily swayed when it comes to stuff like that. I thought... But oh, swayed by what, Tom? You haven't told me a single thing that advantage I you I thought get. that there must be sort of like... You know, <laughs> there must be. So you assumed. You assumed. Yes. There was nothing that actually said, if you join, this is what happens. No, I, no but they you were just like, went, you know, oh, there's, there's but, VIP there's VIP things. You know, they're, they're, why do you, you know, want to be a Fabletics VIP? I don't know. It just felt like it felt like I felt like I was important and I was a member of something. Very you cool. are important. You don't need Fabletics to fucking validate you. Okay. I, I thought that there'd be like different like issues of stuff like that. Kevin Hart's got this really cool range there, and maybe like there'd be like some cool Kevin Hart. Oh, you? Oh, okay. I know now. 
you know, you thought you were going to be the first to get on, like, like, like the raffles for Yeezys and shit like that. Yeah. You thought you were going to get yourself some fucking <laughs> Kevin Hart hot pants before anybody else did. It. <laughs> That's what this is about, isn't it? Yeah, but the worst thing is now, I was like, I need to spend these credits. And I look at it now, and literally, I'm getting a pair of £12 fucking trousers for 70 quid. Look, look now, I, I know I've given you a bit of a hard time on this, but what I would say is, based on what you've said, I think Fabletics are fucking running shady, mate. Yeah, so I so, want to shout so, out now. And, yeah, and this, this, is from the, this is from the wolf and the owl. Tom, yeah. go for it. So listen, I've made a massive boo-boo here. I've made a massive, massive mistake, and I've dragged myself into a Fabletics shithole. I want to shout out to everyone because you are not just listeners to this podcast. You're my friend. You're friends. You're my kin. You're people I care about. Run from Fabletics. Don't be dragged into their shit because they yeah. are woeful, disgusting human beings. Yeah. And when you go to run for them, don't the, the gear that you're wearing for that run. Yeah. Do not buy it for Fabletics. Use yeah. another company. They're charlatans and uh, they're charlatans yeah. and spivs. They're charlatans and spivs. And 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 when you're running away from Fabletics. If you start to get a little bit thirsty or exhausted, try Wow Hydrate. Yes, Wow Hydrate so, is the most hydrating sweet, sweet drink known to man. Uh, it's yeah. uh, only 97 um, calories per bottle. Yeah. Don't be a beat. fucking, don't be one of those absolute fucking victims of marketing gullible twats that drinks water to hydrate <laughs> yourself. Okay. Uh, Big Bosey, have we got any? Um, have we got any sweet, sweet emails? We have, mate. You know what I'm really looking forward to is we got any sound clips from people speaking to takeaway drivers. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something now. Yeah. When did that takeaway driver thing happen? Was that on the Friday one? I think so. Yeah. So we've had nothing so far. Oh wow. Um. So can I just do another um, shout out to people? If you have spoken to your delivery driver, please can you get us in the uh, get us in a recording of that. We will be offering prizes in in return. I don't know what yeah. that prize will be. But we Maybe want to a takeaway you from your favourite takeaway place. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's not going to be like Fabletics where we we promise something and you oh, get mugged yeah, off. If there's it's... one thing that we'll say on here, we will will never make a promise that we can't hand out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Okay, so now the uh, the Swan has uh, done the emails again. So here we go. This is um, this is anonymous. Okay. Dear Wolf, Alan Swan, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Love the pod, love the relationship you two have got. Uh, uh, I am a 38-year-old Essex boy, born and raised. I work cutting lawns and hedges. I decided to start texting my friends because I was starting to feel like the one to instigate all the conversations and see if anyone really gave a shit. A little social experiment, you like, if you like. That was three years ago, and I've not heard from anyone other than a handful of texts I threw out to people I really care about. I need to be ignored shortly after the issue. How are you, how are you doing texting? Over the pandemic... No one chased me up to see if I was okay. I've not spoken to anyone for over a sol- for a solid year or so now. I work mostly on my own. Along with this, I'm still living with the mother of my kids who broke up with me six years ago as I can't afford to move out. I sleep on a camping bed in the front room. We have two daughters, 12 and 14, who I love dearly, but deal daily with the crushing disappointment of never being able to give them a holiday or the things they want. In summary, I'm 38, no mates, no women, no money, and a job I hate. I know I'm not a prick, I'm a nice guy that will always help you out and never steal your bird. Any advice, greatly accepted. Many thanks. Wow. Anonymous. I think of all the emails we've been sent, this is genuinely one of the saddest. I kind of wish that we knew this guy's name in a way because, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, look, man, uh, I think the truth of the matter is, uh, as hard as it may seem, I think the people that you've, you know, you've done a social experiment and people that haven't texted you back and, you know, you're probably better off without them because they probably didn't care enough about you. Um, and I think they probably were a negative force in your life, I think. Um, and I think it's sad that, you know, that, that happens. I, you know, without being too deep about stuff, actually, I think it's something that actually, weirdly this week I've thought quite a lot about myself as it goes because, um, you know, I had a friend who, who passed away this week and I think, you know, the pandemic and I think life um, sort of becoming self-assessed with our own little bubbles and our own life and and sometimes we sort of you know you don't tend to reach out to people you don't you know you don't just ping a text to see how someone is and I think it's an incredible thing that you do do that I, I, I know myself I sort of felt a bit lousy actually over the last few days that I hadn't done that to the 
to the person in question and you know he was very important as a person to me at one point in my life and we sort of so slowly distance and, and that wasn't for any falling out that was just you know two people who, who neither did what you're doing and, and reached out um so i think it's important to say that I, I don't think that that means that people don't like you or don't don't think a lot of you i just think that sometimes i guess people just get caught up in their own their own lives i think my big advice for you would be to to be a better friend to yourself and i think you know you're still living in a house with you know your ex-missus and your kids that shows that you care enormously about them all um however that's going down and that you want to be there for your two girls and that shows what sort of person you are i think and i think you might not be able to uh get them this holiday that they that may may want but who's who's the holiday for is that for you to buy them something and i think it probably means more to them that you know you're there every day and your presence in their lives. I think you should try and be a better friend to yourself. Uh, really push yourself as a human being and get out there. And, and once this pandemic is over, I think rate yourself. Rate that you are a good person. And, and don't go into meeting people thinking that you're only less than, than that. I think it's it's important. I think quite a lot of people, and I know I do it, where you, you devalue yourself as a human being and, and you sort of question that. And I think uh, remember that, that what you bring to a relationship can be priceless and you're a caring guy. So um, go forth and, uh, yeah, just just rate yourself. Be a better friend to yourself. That's, uh, I, I would echo everything Tom says. I, I, listen, um, this is a very difficult... Tom and I actually uh, struggled a bit, like, you know, because as soon as we read this, it is a very sad email. But I think it's sad because, to be honest with you, I felt more sad about your state of mind than I did about your actual c- circumstances, if I'm being honest with you. Because you're 38, which is young, right? You've got two kids who you're providing for from your job. You are doing well, man. Like, there there are lots of positives to take from this. And I think you're just in a bad place, man. You're in a bad place mentally. And, like, look, you've said no mates, no women, no money and a job I hate, right? You, what, what I, My advice to you would be to look at those things and think about which one of those things you want to change or which things you want to, you want to prioritise changing, right, if at all. So, for example, if you really hate your job, do you think you should think about getting a different job? And I'm not talking about, I'm not even talking about a chasing your dreams job. I'm talking about just getting the fuck out of this job. If you're dreading it, I had a job where, I was doing a job where every month, genuinely, I've talked about this before, genuinely, I would go to the toilets and cry for a bit because I was so depressed about the fact that I'd found myself in this job. And then I realised I've got to get the fuck out. And it, it didn't, it almost didn't matter what I went to. I just had to get out of this one to know that I'd escape from that and then I could regroup and think about what I wanted to do long term. So have a look at that. If you're sleeping in a camping bed in the front room, right, that sounds, when you read it, sounds horrendous. Is that something you want to change? Do you need to talk about, get, is, that, is that really playing in your mind? If so, you need to make a change on that. Do you know what I mean? So what I would say to you is, first of all, you're doing a lot better than you think you're doing, man. Like, I, I genuinely think you're, you've got yourself into a state where you're looking you're looking at your situation negatively. And then, and, and I understand why. I'm not saying that this is all in your head. I'm not saying that at all. But I think you want to look at these things that are causing you anxiety or stress or causing you to be down on yourself and think about which one of those things, which of those things you want to change. You know, the, the thing with your friends, what I would say to you is, and I, I totally agree with what Tom's saying, it is inconsiderate that, that people haven't got back to you. But for, people do do that, man. Like, just life gets in the way. I've had things where... I remember for months I wasn't getting invited out of my mates. And I, I texted them once. I was thinking, fuck this. Like, I need to just, let me just get in touch with them. And, the, and they just stopped inviting me because I'd always been so busy. And so they just assumed I couldn't come out because they were just, they just, they were just used to me saying, are you, we, we're going for a beer tonight. Do you want to come? And I just go, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And eventually this gets to a point where they think, oh, Ron will get in touch if he wants to come out of us. But he's never comes out. And then when I did get in touch with them, they're like, holy shit, man. Yeah, yeah, come out. So people just forget. People aren't good, generally, at at keeping in touch with people. And if you do have people like that, or you do know people like that, in terms, it looks like from this thing, you are what that person. It's a very rare thing. And it shouldn't be that rare. It should be something we all do all the time, like checking in with everyone. But unfortunately, things don't work out like that. So look, it's a complicated situation you find yourself in. My three bits of sort of takeaway from this would be, one, you are doing a lot better than you think you're doing, okay? You're young, you're doing a job, you're providing for your children, you're doing fucking great, man. 
The second thing is, you know, your mates, maybe reach out to them and say how you're feeling. Do you know what I mean? Tell them, tell them what you think. And the other thing is, if there's something that you really think needs a change, then maybe look into sort of trying to instigate that change, man. That would be, that would be my advice. And also, I will say this, and, um, and it's, you know, we, we, we do a lot of joshing on this, this, this here podcast, but I do think it's important not to think of groups of people. I think the one thing I've found as life goes on is that, you know, I'm involved, you know, you have these big WhatsApp groups and, you know, and that's all banter and stuff, you know, but actually in the last, you know, the last week, you know, when you needed people, like, and this is a shout out to Rom, people who do get in touch and see if you're okay. And if, if picking those friends who you genuinely think this person cares about me, instead of sending like a carpet text out, but I think try and find people who, one or two people who will check in and make sure you're all right. Yeah. But always ping us an email and say you're getting on. Uh, but I genuinely yeah, keep in touch, wish man. you well, bro. Keep in touch. Okay, this is a quicker one. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from Roshan Roy. That's a cool And name. this is a good name, isn't it? Uh, hey, guys. Love listening to the podcast. Have you ever considered allowing listeners to send in voice message questions instead of emails? What do you think, Tom? Oh, I love the sound of that. I That's the one thing I sometimes think. I mean, what do these people sound like? Even video messages would be cool. Um. No. No. You're doing it again. You found a new thing now. No, we don't want video messages. But I, I do think Roshan Roy, who, by the way, would be a great name for a superhero's alter ego in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a bad guy. Uh, yeah, or a bad guy, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. Guys, if you'd like to send in voice messages, we would absolutely love to receive your voice messages. And what about yeah, voice messages, can funny I just re songs? Can I just funny, reiterate? Can yeah, funny songs and stuff as well that you might want to do, like little no, ditties, poems. No, no. If you want to send your email in as a voicemail, please do not send in any videos. We don't want any videos or pictures for the podcast. But if you do send in a video, we will look, we'll watch it enough. And, we won't. Or feel sad, however you... Don't, please don't send a video. Um, okay. But but anyway, wolfalpod at gmail.com. Send in your, your voice notes. We'll start playing them in. Uh, okay. Next up, this is from Connor. 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 Dear the wolf, owl, and the swan. Massive fan of the podcast. Well done on making people laugh during an overall shark time. Bit of background first. I've been a secondary music teacher for six years and recently left due to the stress of the job. Shout out to the teachers of real subjects who must find it even more stressful. I now work with people who struggle with mental and physical health conditions and support them get back into employment any way I can. Over the last few years, I've supported my friend in getting various jobs as he constantly blamed everything other than himself for his shortcomings. He recently became a music teacher and I helped support him during this time. However... <laughs> This is a big fucking left turn here, by the way. However, since he started teaching last year, he's become an unbearable, self-centered arsehole. For example, when our friendship group meet up, he always directs the conversation to be about him and how brilliant he thinks he is. The way he talks, he comes across as if he believes his job is the most important thing and that he's God's gift to education. I've helped him get the last three jobs he has had. And I don't expect to thank you as that's not what friends are for. But it's getting to the point where I can't speak to him because of the way he is now. My question is, do I tell him he's become a tool, tried to get over this, or just focus on my other friendships? Any advice would be welcome. Stay safe. Connor. Oh, Connor. Connor, you got yourself in the friendship jam here, my friend. Um, First of all, can I, just, can I just speak on behalf of Tom? You sound like an incredible person. <laughs> Probably one of the best people we've ever had email the podcast. I think, you know what, what we've got here is this is where I always think about getting together with some people like, you know, our first emailer there, who's, you know, you know, looking for sweet people in his life who are going to help him out and, and be there for him. And then we've got Connor here who seems like he's being there and people t are taking his, his sort of kindness and, and running, you know, right wild and, and, and crazy with it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing you get into a little word selection pickle. It's so delightful. Anyway, go uh, on. Uh, so listen, Connor, um, it's a difficult one because, look, you've been there for this guy and you've been his rock. You've looked out for him. I think it's fair to say that we, me and Romish will both say you're an incredible human being. We can tell you that by by your job choices and what you're doing now in your life makes you, know, makes you for me, mate, I'd fist bump you if I ever saw you and then I'd buy you a pint and say you're a delicious sir. Um, so, Connor, here's what I'd do. Number one, I would be focusing on the people who are maybe more worthy of your time and your attention and, and the way that you... Uh, you seem like you give a lot out, Connor, and maybe sometimes you don't get a lot back, um, like our friend from earlier. I would say this, though. I think it sometimes is it's the hardest conversation to have, 
but sometimes it's the best conversation to just turn around and say, hey, listen, bro, I've helped you out and I've done this, this, and this. You're becoming a bit of a bellend. You're a fucking mm. music teacher. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? That's, you know, I'm, Jesus proud, God. I'm glad that you're proud of your job. I think it's amazing. <laughs> Don't forget who got you this fucking job. Be subtle <laughs> and be kind, but basically make that the gist of your, sub, your, your way. Because the trouble is, right, and this is this is from someone who now and again will fucking swerve onto the fucking knobhead lane of the of the friendship motorway. Um, you need people to sometimes tell you, give you a fucking check, and just say you're being a bit of a bellend at the moment, or mm. we're not here. Or we, we don't want to hear your life story. We all know we all fucking help you get out of your shit times. So, you know, so I think a quiet word in this show, like, um, you know, maybe over a couple of cold beers. Um, but the main thing is be pleasant, be nice, be kind. Remember, he is feelings, and don't put those in your pocket and squash them. Uh, very weird ending, but I do agree with Tom's advice there as he takes another sip, yet another sip of wire hydrate. I'm doing it which I assume, which I assume is, I assume is getting filled up off screen there because I can't <laughs> fucking believe they're still drinking it. You might have been <laughs> sipping from it. Um, <laughs> um, I, I agree with Tom actually. I, I, I think. Look, the truth is the reason that this guy's showing off about his job is because he's insecure. I mean, that, that's, that's where all these, all of this boasting and bragging and stuff like that. Oh, the swan's just walked into the room, guys. The swan has just walked into the room. Yo, so, Lisa. It, she can't hear you. He just said, yo, Lisa. What do you think of uh, Lisa's email selections for today? Brilliant. They've been brilliant. Probably, I think the most, yeah, it's been a roller coaster of, of emotions. It's been a roller coaster. What did you say? I'm so glad I'm doing a good job. You're doing a great job. We're really Amazing proud of job. you. Yeah. And all the listeners, that you know, thank you to for, for the Wolf, the Al, and all the listeners for your hard work. Thanks. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Did you get in trouble last night for staying out late? I came back quite late, yeah. Yeah, um, and, 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 yeah. I, I can tell by the wormy little way that you lay yeah. there. I came back quite late, and then as soon as I got into bed, I did a fart that <laughs> stayed in the room for, I would say, over an hour. <laughs> I, you know what? The saddest thing of that is that, you know, last week you were so sort of chipper and cool and you were sort of like, you, your relationship was here, right? You could yeah. see that your relationship had dropped down a peg or two yeah, and you yeah, were sort of yeah. so... It's, it, 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 it's, it says a lot about your sort of, uh, your perceptiveness that you picked up on that straight away. Um, so anyway, what I was saying was, it comes from insecurity, all bragging is born of insecurity, right? Uh, it, Amen. That's where that comes from. So what the truth of it is, you've helped him get a job. You now need to help him stop being a knob, right? So what, what I would say is exactly like Tom said, you just need to say to him, you can say it in a very matter of fact way. It's not like I think you're a dick for this. It, you separate the person from their behavior. You go, listen, man, I'm really happy that you're proud in your job and all of that. It's just that sometimes you, have a, you, you can go on about it a bit. And I think it sometimes rubs people up the wrong way. Now, the truth of it is, there is a possibility that he will take that the wrong way. It doesn't matter if he takes it the wrong way. You've still done him a favour. It will still yeah. He will still reflect on it and he'll still have a think about it and he might come out of that being a bit better. So I do think the, it's a difficult conversation to have, but you can couch it in a nice way. But I do think it's a good thing to say to him, to be honest with you. And I think, I think what we're both trying to say is check, tell him to check himself before he wrecks himself. Um, which yes, is, sure, think, yeah, sure, sure. If we were only dealing in sort of early to mid '90s sort of hip hop choruses to to give advice out, um, Tom, what I was going to say to you is though, is that I think if I was on set or if you're on set and yeah. I thought you were behaving like a dick, I would tell you oh, no, yeah, it's not yeah. come up because you're always like you are you are always wonderful on set. But like if you were, if I thought you were making a bit of a tit yourself, or you were being a bit, you know. A oh, bit yeah. abrasive or obnoxious, and I'd same same for me. If I was being a bit cocky or whatever, I'd want you to come and go, mate. Just like a quick one. Yeah, no, no, I think that's. Yeah, I man. think you need to do that. You know what? One thing, by the way, just like, I know I'm thinking of oh, this God. right now. Is this about? Is this? A, are you about to tell me something? Then? No, 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 no. I was oh, just right. thinking. No, I've. You know what? I've been watching quite uh, all this week. I've really what? enjoyed Home and Away. I just. What, I've really. Why did your brain? Why did your brain take you to that? <laughs> I don't know. I was just yeah. thinking. I was thinking about Connor and his friend and. I was just thinking about, you know, Home and Away and some of the sort of storylines within that. Yeah. That's um, not a link, really, but okay. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, actually, it's a lot. It's, it's still got something to it, Home and Away. And actually, Al Stewart's still in it, so. 
if you remember how Stuart. No, I don't. I, I uh, No, I don't. So that's good. So home and away. When's it on, Tom? It is on Channel 5 at 6 o'clock most evenings, I think. And is it sponsored by Wow Hydrate? No, 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 no. Just shout out to the... I just like the fact there's three or four cast members who were in it when I was like in 1986. If, if, if you'd have said to me that somebody said to you, for a bet, can you bring up Home and Away in the clunkiest fucking way possible? <laughs> no, it just... wouldn't have surprised me because that wasn't <laughs> what you just did wasn't a segue. No, I was just thinking about it as I was sort of thinking about Connor and his problems yeah. and looking out. I mean, I go to you, what, what made you think of that? We're talking about Connor. You meant, well, it's just that we were talking about Connor. I was thinking about Connor. And then I started thinking about Home and Away. That's not. That's how my brain works sometimes. Okay, I was just, fine. Yeah. And I'm just saying, shout out to anyone who's having problems. You know, sometimes it's good to watch a soap because then you watch other people's problems and you feel better about yourself. Mm. Mm. Can I just apologise, Tom? Yeah. My energy's been quite down today, hasn't it? Look, we, we've had Red Bull rum, rum. We've had drunk rum. This is hungover rum. There's different rums. <laughs> it's like yeah. like the Mr. Men. But you're consistent, aren't you? Yeah, I'm always pretty much the same guy. Yeah. I cherish that. Yeah. Hope, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing you can say about Tom is <laughs> he is consistently, without fail, always, day in, day out, route one. All right, would you want to do one more? <laughs> yes, please, yeah. Okay. Uh, firstly, I want to say thank you for the podcast, etc., etc. I would really like some advice, but try and avoid judgment as this doesn't show me in the best light. Really hoping you can help. Um, two years ago, I met up for coffee with an old uni mate. We'd not seen each other for seven years, and it was really good to catch up. I was married at the time, and it was all innocent, but soon progressed, and I had an affair. Six months later, I finally got caught out, and my marriage ended. My new partner promised me he'd be there for me, and we started to plan a future together. Things were going well, and he told his ex-wife about me. She was angry at first. She would hope they'd eventually get back together, but then seemed to soften and even started a relationship of her own. Due to her starting a relationship of her own, my boyfriend was called on a lot to look after his son, and I saw him less and less and started to become more and more like a booty call. It really wasn't a surprise when he broke up with me, but it hurt like hell, especially as I didn't really, he didn't really give me any real explanation and broke the promises he had made me. My mental health took a dip, and I became quite poorly. It was the hardest breakup I'd ever had. Five months afterwards, I texted him to wish him a happy birthday and we decided to meet up for a walk. Things progressed quickly and within a week, we're in bed together. He told me that after we broke up, his ex broke up with her boyfriend shortly afterwards and they tried to get back together, but it wasn't working. Despite my better judgment, I decided to become the side girl and we got closer and closer. I have trust issues, especially when it comes to men, so I continue to keep him at arm's length and have told him we'll never be in a relationship again. I'm terrified of him hurting me. He tells me that he loves me all the time He's leaving his, and the leaving me is his biggest regret and whenever I say we're not exclusive, he always looks sad. He's gone as far to tell his friends and family they're back together and trying to make it work. He's one of my best friends and I want him in my life. I've recently been going through some things and our relationship has stopped being sexual. He's worked very hard to try and prove he's not in it for sex and he's being very supportive but I feel like I can't trust him. Even if he did try and have a relationship, uh, I don't know what would happen. Uh, I, don't, I know what I should do but it's not that easy. Could there ever be a future for us or should I cut my losses? He makes me happy and I do believe that he loves me. Should I be grateful for that year and let him go or should I let down my walls and fight for him? Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Wow. This is... Uh, the Swan has picked us mm. a real doozy of a selection here. It's quite yeah, tough. Yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. There's it? quite a lot of deepness coming into this week from, from the Swan. Um, yeah. Listen, Anonymous, um, I think you've answered your own question here uh, in the fact that you do love him. You've said that. You care about him. Uh, I'm a believer in the fact that we are all like sort of like trains or like cars or something, basically some sort of mode of transport, just always around <sighs> yeah. uh, life's highway. And so that'd be some... cars then, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be cars, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're not actually in a car, you're actually on in a convoy and that would be your friends and your family, right? You're, you're all together and da-da-da-da. Um, and sometimes people turn off that highway and go on another highway. Uh, there's loads of different highways. Look, the point of what I'm saying is when you keep on turning off of a highway and bumping in and, and getting into a traffic jam with the same car and seeing that car over and over again, it's not just coincidence. It's because something is pushing you together. Um, and I think, you know, it's sad to hear that you've been through uh, the... the um, the, the mental side of things is, you know, and sad to hear of your divorce and, and everything that's happened. And, and we all have to be you know, an adult and these, these you've gone through stuff, but that happens to many people. I think you need to focus on your future. And I think 
you know, trust is a really, really difficult thing because you, you have to earn trust. And you have to, you know, and you've got to work out that he's got his stuff going on, you've got your stuff to going on. I would be taking confidence on the fact that you keep, for some reason, getting pulled back to this highway together. And I'd say that you need to look at him and think, number one, I want to give everything to this person, give this one last try, knowing that it might not go, it might not be this big happy ending. But you tried, and if it doesn't work, you can walk away. And you're always going to have this, I think, the strength that it will never be as bad as it was before. Or do you just turn around and say, look, this isn't, you know, uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. The fact of the matter is, you know, we, I went through all this before and, you know, it, I was so hurt. It, it wasn't, it's not going to be worth it. Um, for me, I believe that I, I, I think, I, I kind of think you should try and give it another go because life is too short and uh, it could just be another regret. And that is what life is. It's trying to dance around the regrets. Hoping for a little bit of sunshine. Ramesh? It was lovely at the end there. The highway thing was a, a real mess, but you, you pulled it around. Um, I, I, I actually agree with Tom. I, I think that, you know, if you think about it, you know, hopefully Tom and I are in our, you know, in a relationship that we'll stay in. But before that, every single relationship failed. And that's what kind of everybody that's in a relationship has to roll the dice on another relationship, despite the fact that empirical evidence shows tells them that every single relationship will end in a breakup. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you're in that situation now where, you know, the difference is, is that you've been in a relationship with this guy before. The truth is, not it's not the greatest, in terms of clarity of feeling and thought and emotion, wasn't the greatest start to a relationship that you two had. You know, I, I know things happen, and I, neither of us are judging you for that at all. Um... It's just that when you're sort of in breakups and people with other people, it becomes slightly tricky to sort of to work out how you actually feel about it, to progress a new relationship out of that starting point. But now you are in a position where you can sort of do that. So I, I do agree with Tom. You know, be cautious. It sounds like it went, you know, it was horrible for you last time. So bear that in mind. But at the same time, that the potential payoff is this of this is that you end up with your life partner. Do you know what I mean? A person that, the person you fall in love with and, and gives you the best years of your life. So, you know, that's a, that gamble's probably worth taking, rolling the dice on. So, you know, I would say put your indicator on, move into that lane and continue on that sweet, sweet highway to love. Wow. Well, you actually smashed the highway metaphor so nicely. <laughs> Anyway, listen, Tom. It's been a. I think it's been a good episode. It's you been know, a deep think episode, man. And, and, been very and, uh, deep. Yeah. Listen, I cherish the sweet, sweet souls that we've chatted to, and I hope that you guys are going to be all right. I'd get in touch. Let us know if this advice genuinely, because I think you know we've we've dealt with with three deep deep people here. We slightly we slightly worry that um that we're not properly equipped to to answer no. emails of this man. And we can only so, we can only go with our gut instincts. And our guts sure. are the same as everyone else's. Sometimes they're gonna be full of wisdom, sometimes they're just gonna be full of shit. So um yeah, yeah just know that um take solace where you can find it. Okay, keep your powder dry because you're about to take <laughs> us out of this. Okay. And you're running dangerously close. Now before you start, can I just say from the bottom of our hearts, fuck you Fabletics. <laughs> yes. Tom, take it away my brother. Yeah. There was a horse and a jockey. Both of them stood on the start line. And the jockey, well, he was whirling. Could he win this race? Could he take this race? And the horse didn't really know what was going on. He just stood there panting, knowing that at some point someone was going to slap his ass and it would be time for them to go. They set off upon the run, sprinting as quick as they could through. The jockey looking to his left, looking to his right at the other horses and the other riders, hoping he could win. But sadly... He started dropping back further and further in the race. As the other horses just flew forward, the jockey starts whacking the horse and whacking the horse. And the horse is thinking, look, I'm doing my fucking level best here, mate. I'm trying, I'm trying. But it wasn't good enough. The horse and the jockey end up finishing last. And the jockey is in a bar afterwards and he's full of like blues. And he's, you know, because he didn't do great, didn't do good. It was, he, he wanted more from everything. And the horse, though, is back in the stables. And he smiles to himself and he thought, I quite enjoyed that actually, just getting out and having a run about and sort of being with all my friends. The point is, sometimes you're jockeying, sometimes you're the horse. Sometimes you set your expectations far too high, thinking that you've got to win every race. 
and you've got to get as far as you can and you've got to be at the front. There's no, there's no, no clarity being at the back. And sometimes you've got to be like the horse. Sometimes you've got to think, I'm out here with all my friends and it doesn't really matter where I finish because sooner or later I'm just going to be stuck back in the stable. And for those five seconds that I was sprinting, by God, I was alive. That was really lovely. I mean, it ignores the fact that, you know, horse racing is morally reprehensible, but but yes, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I was uh, just trying to go for it. I'm going to tell you this, brother. Every week, it's a fucking pleasure to talk to you, my G. Yo. Um, you know what? Thank you for being the jockey upon my back. Thank God. you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.